Welcome, welcome to a special all SpongeBob edition of Cool Games Inc. You can't just put on the theme song still playing. We've got we've got all of our favorite. <laughs> welcome to our all SpongeBob episode of Cool Games Inc. We're gonna have all the favorite characters here. We've got Patrick Star. Uh, we got Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Shandy, Shandy Seashells, the squirrel. Yeah, can we can we do this up like a box of nerds where they would do the double flavors? So you open up one flap. Maybe in the left here, we're pumping in the the episode that is just all uh, all all SpongeBob SquarePants, and then the other one's just all Minions, and you can choose which oh, which cup you want to press like, into. And you kind of got it split on the two stereo channels. Maybe so. we ain't even started. And we've changed podcasts <laughs> permanently. Like, I mean, think of, think about how that's going to look on our. We're going to have double plays on that episode. We're going to be like, hey, this uh, Steve Jobs is going to be like, oh, there's a huge spike in this podcast, Cool Games Inc. It's got double the listens. That's of how we every tra- other podcast. That's how we track success is by how many times people press play on their on their audio clickers. Hey, welcome to Cool Games Inc. Hey. Um, I'm welcome you. Welcome you. Oh, me? Yeah, welcome. Hey, you. welcome. Welcome to the Slam Champ. Hey, how'd we do last week? Oh, God. You mean with the game? With the business game we came up with. Yeah. Hugh was... Jackman's huge act. Oh, Hugh Jackman's I, huge act. I almost don't care about the fungible. It wasn't about the money. No, it was about, well, first of all, it was about the art that we created. We created, we breathed life into a new generation mm-hmm. of theater goers and theater doers. Right. We've opened acting up to people who... For example, you might not want to look at on a stage or on the screen. Um, yeah, or, or and I think we probably put a pep in in old Jacko's step. I think Jack pro- Nicholson. What? I think we. I think old Hugh Joe felt oh. probably a, a little spring in his leap. Don't you think? Oh yeah, his career. Oh, it's making- all, I'm having me a good Saturday. I wonder what's going on. It's me, Jackman. Oh, you're saying he just felt he didn't I know feel why like somebody's out there talking about me acting, doing it. Do you think? I mean, like. That was a, a we had three tweets from verified Twitter accounts, Griffin, that mm. directly mentioned him by name. Do you think that somehow wound up on his doorstep? Do you think Hugh Jackman saw that tweet? I think it probably showed up. Um, I think it, in his daily Hugh Joe newsletter. Oh, the Google alerts thing that he's got set yeah, up for definitely. every every Hugh mention. Um, yeah, um, so I, I think um, I think you're right. I think it's not about the money. I think it's about enabling. It's it's about the arts. It's we about knew supporting we knew when we got into the MMO business that it was functionally insoluble Mm -hmm. is that a word people use to describe business sectors insult can't be like you can't dissolve it yes yes that's exactly the right word or maybe it's not insolvent i yeah these are all technically business terms that i think you could took home a lot of key learnings about the mmo district mm-hmm. the biz- business district of mmos um, I, I think i'd say we ideate we ideated we ideated them and just how like they don't make any money because nobody's playing anymore because mm-hmm. they you know people are playing these what these hour and a half long emo games and i'm i just want to grind out some druids we can split the difference with with our titles what if we did a game that was like a box of nerds and one half of it is an emo an emo game mm-hmm. and the other half of it is leveling up a druid <laughs> that's it you're saying well i mean i think we could probably just make a bundle do you know what i'm saying nope. like orange, Ubisoft, orange box but five screens all on at the same time yeah and, and it's you, just it's literally it's like gone home and everquest next oh man rip too, too man soon, everquest yeah. next got canceled today and then there were those layoffs at carbine maybe we shouldn't be joking about mmo mmo layoffs it's like actually yeah. it's actually pretty bad out there um 
Should we get into... Oh, we lost all of our money. Uh, should we get into the hard work of making video games? I think so. I, I got one here from Gavin Farmer that I really like, which okay. is Mario Party, but they actually party. Yeah, I also faved that one. I think that we actually did a lot of simultaneous faving. I mm. think we achieved simultaneous fave max. Well, this podcast is sort of, I think, our... Uh, what are the robots called? Kai- what are they called? Yeah, we're kaiju. We're like in the we're, drift. Yeah, we're achieving sync. We're yeah, drifting. Definitely. Um, um, uh, what, what, what appealed to you about this idea? What is it that, that you liked? I just thought of Yoshi like raving, like getting so lit. And I yeah. think like he would be all decked out in like, you know, those neon highlighters. And then also like his tongue would just be like going crazy. Oh, for sure. And I mean, I like this as they actually party, because that implies, at least to me, that Yoshi's using those big old nostrils of his to sniff up that uh, cocaine. Oh, you see, you took it in the drugs direction. He actu- I mean, do you actually party? When you ask Yoshi that, he's going to wink at you. Is that slang for drug use? I think so. Well, I think it doesn't have to be drugs. It could also be a little bit of, little bit of drinking, a little bit of smoking, a little bit, a little bit of everything. I don't, think about, I don't think Nintendo would allow that, but I think they I, would allow Yoshi to explore like a hardcore rave, straight edge teen life. Okay, I see, like a like a like a drug free but still drug, relatively plur situation. Drug free. We're in the we're in the fellowship hall of the church, and just basically like Tommy's like flipping the well, not Tommy Wario is flipping the lights on and off, <laughs> and but they're playing like they're playing like some really heavy house music they're playing the dance dance revolution mario mix soundtrack yeah exactly those slappers um i got okay i gotta address the elephant in the room Mm -hmm. travis my brother um who i do a few other podcasts with oh he's been angling he's been angling he's dangling and like i don't i don't really feel great about it because it is nepotism um but i have to like game recognize game like i gotta address the hard work he's put in putting this fucking document on our desks uh about a dozen times over the last week and it's just a game title and the title is cool femur 2 rad to the bone Mm -hmm. my favorite part of that one is the first half is cool femur 2 because it yeah um which he explained like everybody likes sequels better like yeah we're on that tip we we understand that i get it um I don't know what this is. It like medieval? Like you're a skeleton man and you're fighting zombies, or I don't. I just I I, I Travis. I love you. You're my brother very much. You're very much my brother. But he's I don't. Very, he's extremely your I, brother. I just don't understand what the game conceit is here. Yeah, cool femur. I like it because it doesn't sound like other video game names. I don't like it because it doesn't mean anything at all. I don't like calling bones by their medical names. Mm-hmm. Is that what weird? would you? What would you? Well, how would you? Like, I mean, I just call casual... it. I just no. I just call it a bone because when I think about the medical names, I think about like the bad stuff that can happen to your bones. Like if mm-hmm. you call when you call your hand like your metatarsals, I just think like that sounds like something that could be snapped like really easily. Mm-hmm. I'm but not. Cool. In, I'm not into that. So what's? I actually don't. Where's the? Um, oh this my! Is, this is probably a stupid question, Griffin. Where did where did God put the femur? God decided in his wisdom he put it in the in in your uh, thigh. It's a thigh bone. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's like a cool hip. It's well no, it's not the hip bone. It is Where's the, the, Hey Griffin, where did God put the thigh? <laughs> hey, That's can I one. ask you a quick question? Mhm. Did you go to school? I did, but we it, it was in the deep deep south and we weren't really uh in we didn't indulge in the corporeal studies. We did not we were not allowed to talk about the human body. What were you? What kind of stuff were you shooting? What were you talking about then? Oh, just other stuff like uh, we played a lot of dodgeball. 
Most periods would just we would. Go and nobody ever, gym. nobody ever like broke a bone playing dodgeball, playing D ball. Mm, I think one kid did, and he was just very quickly kind of unceremoniously wheeled out of the gymnasium. <laughs> so we kind of have like a the giver situation. <laughs> yeah, he did okay. not. That was the last time we saw him. Sure, sure. Um, I got this one from Danny Barstad, and I'm in love with it. Um, but I don't think we can talk at length about it because uh, it's impossible. Um, and I only like talking about possible things. This is all about real, realistic games. Right, like Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman and Smart House. By the way, uh, Smart House. Fuck, I did it again. Smart, not Smart Glass. No, not glass Smart Glass. I can see, I can see the steps you took. In to the get last from... episode, I called fucking Glass House Smart Glass maybe a dozen times. <laughs> You know what? I didn't notice. Yeah, it's a fun edit. Anyway, Danny Barstow sent this one in. Twitch plays RPG Maker. I don't know about okay. you. I played the fuck out of RPG Maker on PlayStation 1, which is like mm-hmm. probably the worst one to do because you didn't. I didn't have like a keyboard and mouse or whatever. Um, and I would make games for my friends and I would spend like 100 hours on it. Just them. typing in that on-screen keyboard? Uh, yeah, type, well, it's less that. It's more like physical, like, placing things in and then, like, uh, uh, you know, going through menus to connect switches and programming events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I ima- Can you imagine if we could get Twitch to do that hard work for us? Here's the thing, is that historically, every time Twitch has been challenged to do a game, the universal response has been, well, there's no way they're going to fucking beat Dark Souls. And then, inevitably, the person running the stream finds ways to kind of implement it like some sort of, sort of yeah, restraint systems. or throttle that makes it possible. I think so far there hasn't been anything Twitch can't play. Yeah. I, I think it could eventually be done. Would the game be good? No. It, it might not. But the character names might not be. Well, unless. What if it was like. Because the problem, right, is that you'd end up with a lot of gibberish. Like a lot of gibberish <laughs> NPC dialogue. Hi, I'm the hero. <laughs> hey, right. and I just need you to. <laughs> And you get Which a fight, be... and you fight a boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you get in a sword fight with a boat, and the boat, when you defeat it, it's like, which spell do you want to use? Like, it would be amazing. I think that game would be fun as fuck. I think that would be really funny for the first five minutes, but I think there's a way, because obviously, the it would be frustrating to watch that stream after day two. So what I would do if I was running it was I would implement instead a uh, a sort of pre-made dictionary with every word in it. And then let them choose from those words to design all the NPC dialogue. Um, no, I want the whole thing. I want it raw, baby. I want it to just be a mess. Yeah, I want it to be a because I like a lot of games have trouble not having a good critical path. What Mm -hmm. if there was a game that just there's no way it could have a critical path? It's just (laughs) a bunch of blocks and barrels and screaming NPCs who are just like J J J J J J J J J J J J J, and you have to like figure out like, oh, I'm supposed to get the ring from the dragon. There would be, a, I think there's a fandom for that, though. I think people these days love to complain games are too tutorialized, too hand-holding. What if a game where just everything was just shit everywhere? Just garbage. <laughs> just, fucking, just fucking garbage. Yeah, now what? Now you gotta go, like, talk to every NPC, it's bump a, up against every wall. It's a procedurally generated game, but there's no recipes. There's no procedure. It's just <laughs> it's, a generated game. Right, it's like, I'm gonna procedurally generate a cake, and then I just, like, stick my arm in the spice cabinet and just, like, supermarket <laughs> sweep it into a bowl. And I'm like, yeah. this is cake now i'm challenging you to eat it all of it dark souls fuck man we should we could have done that i feel like we got to that idea too early I th- okay so we should also talk about we don't have a guest for this episode because like oh. south by southwest and gdc and like fucking uh like burning man it's all happening all at the same time this weekend <laughs> right. and we, we didn't have time to get somebody on i think we should experiment with some non-guest content 
just because it's easier to make. Sure. Um, and, but let us know in the comments. Let us know in the feedback. What do you think? <laughs> let us know down below let in the comments. Know, like and subscribe. Give, um, don't forget to like. You got a thing? Yeah, I do. Uh, Starsky on Twitter says, sports with randomly generated rules and equipment. It's kind of feeling that RPG Twitch plays RPG makers. Thing. It, it kind of does, but I think like we're talking about a game that is less randomized by an audience and more like we get a we get Derek you on the case to crack that nut yeah. and get a perfectly balanced like oh it's everyone has rakes this time and I the mean, rules that's... are uh, don't t- don't touch don't touch the rakes you know because I forgot just to leave them there no leave them there <laughs> yeah but then but then what's fun about that is that um, it's like every every time you play this game everyone's learning the rules for the first time. And so people really quickly realize with that one, like, oh, it's advantageous to kick the rakes at yeah. the other players, right? So every and time you, you play this, sudden... yeah, I, I, I totally feel you. Um, Instead of a game that's, like, easy to learn, hard to master, this is a game that's hard to learn, easy, easy to master. Yeah, there's, so there's, you're saying there's only a couple discrete gameplay layers. They're just mm-hmm. different every time. I think that's interesting. I think it would also be even more interesting if somebody could just invent a sport for games, I think it's crazy. Like, you talk about esports and you talk about shit like League of Legends, Hearthstone, uh, Counter Strike, whatever. Right. Um, And that's great. I think that's very exciting and I'm very, very happy for them. But I'm talking about a new football that is a Mm -hmm. digital game that is a a sport, sport. Like, not Rocket League. You're talking about, like, football, too. Ah, fuck. Rocket League is probably it, isn't it? Well, Rocket League, I no, think, Rocket for League's a lot of reasons, it. would be no, hard I, to I, achieve. I'm, no, that was, that was all farts, what I just said, because Rocket League is that thing. No, it's not. No, I, no League, I goofed up real in a big no, way. That was all you farts. Can't, Rocket League can't be real. If you've ever, there's a YouTube video of like some, some like, I think it's like a Spanish language TV channel of two dudes driving at a big inflatable beach ball with their cars. It does, it kind of lacks the dynamism and the backflip. No, but I don't, Rocket. I don't, I don't need it to have a real life simulacrum. I just wanted something with a fucking ball and some nets in it. And they did that. Cause the other I, thing, the only other thing is Blitzball and Final Fantasy X and that's bad. Uh, Rocket League is the thing, and I goofed up. That was all farts. All right. Um, this one, this was great. Sent by Ross Llewellyn. Um, and the game is Spider Warrior. And Ross let us know that from a tweet from the at Cool Games Inc. Twitter account, which is the Twitter account. <laughs> oh, the of, real company? Of a company called Cool Games Inc. <laughs> yeah, they up, I, I actually looked into this at one point a couple of episodes back. Cool Games Inc. did have a game. <laughs> it's called, called Spider Warrior. Maybe you would have heard about it from Cool Games Inc.'s one tweet. <laughs> that they did for this Twitter account. What year was that again? Fucking like 2010. Recent- uh, it's like an iOS 3.0 game, I'm no, pretty sure. 11th of October, 2009. Cool Games oh Inc. Oh my god, Co- this is less decayed. <laughs> at Cool Games Inc. This is the tweet, word for word. Recently released our new iPhone games, Spider Wars. <laughs> We need to, it was we like need... a nerd box where one <laughs> it's like a shoot 'em up with a bunch of spiders. But in the other one it was an emotional game where you learned to love a spider and its family. I do like that. Um check out www.coolgamesinc.com. Let me check Are you out. gonna do it? Let's I mean Oh no, I actually somebody uh emailed us to say that oh, they yeah. had bought that for us if we wanted it. Um, I saw that. That was very sweet. Mad shouts, mad shouts to uh at Waffle Iron on Twitter. I'm gonna hit you up. We're gonna get that. We're going to nab that going. domain. Uh, also, Rip. Uh, Rip, rest in peace. Real Cool Games, Inc. We ate you and became you. <laughs> Wait, should we just do this as the fucking official memorial episode and we do Spider we Warrior, sh- but better? 
Yeah, how do we fix Spider Warrior? Because I gotta be honest with you, real cool games ink. Spider Warrior sounds like a cool games ink ass game. It really does. It's a suggestion we could have gotten from somebody. Maybe our guest this week will be the Vox Media legal department to tell us if we're somehow incriminating ourselves <laughs> oh, by shit. acknowledging the existence of another cool games ink. All right, now let's. All right, let's stay off their steez. Oh, um, Justin Lund on Twitter says. Keep talking and nobody explodes, but the bomb manual is comprised entirely of Jaden Smith tweets. So just just for reference, yeah, give me some samples. I've pulled a, I've pulled his his ten most popular tweets, uh, including there is no dress. Is that coming around around like dress gate like gold blue black blue whatever? I don't know. This was three yeah three hundred seventy eight days ago. That sounds about right. Yeah uh, yeah. He said that moment when peeing feels so good you start crying. Yeah. Definitely. I think there's something to be done with with Jaden. So it's like the bomb. Is there a dress or not a dress on the bomb? There is a right. dress. Well, that's the manual says there's not. The the manual says how can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real and there are mirrors all over the bomb? So I guess don't diffuse. Don't it. look at it. I guess <laughs> this is a confusing manual. How about if I had a nickel for every time I've cried in the back of an Uber, I would have another pair of Yeezys. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a good tweet. It's a very good. There's a lot of like, like, like all my favorite tweets. They kind of set up a universe and tell a story, and every word of yeah, that one absolutely. adds another layer. Um, uh, so uh, I was about to read that. We already did Mario Party, but they actually party. Uh, Turt Reynolds says, uh, "Can I just say Ted Cruz in USA again?" Because I'm pretty proud of that one, to be honest. Turt, I'm sorry we missed the OG one. That's a good suggestion. Yeah, that is good. I feel bad that we didn't cover that. Um, what would that, is it like him just like driving his campaign bus, racing other campaign buses? That might be fun. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Think about it. A campaign bus racing simulator where right. you're, mean, go, you're, they, go, you're going around and you want to perform good, but you also want to campaign the fuck out of it because you get money from people that you can then invest in the new like turbo upgrades for your campaign bus with your actual political skills. So it's half racing game and it's like right. uh, cruising USA, like you are cross country racing. But as you go, like you have to decide, do I want to do a campaign stop in the in the you know the big the big districts the, well, where the I big do, lenders are. My, my issue with that is that I think the campaign stops would would actually take away some of the momentum of the racing. So I think what we're going to want to do is we're going to want to take this out of reality a little bit and make it more of like a Mad Max style, like that dude playing the guitar on the bungee strings in, mm-hmm. in Fury Road. But it's Ted Cruz, Let's take Cruz with a mic. There. Yeah. Um. So no stopping. He's just campaigning. No, from no stopping. The all campaigning. Okay. I also love just like the way that campaign buses move is very different from a cruising USA sports car. They they're much slow. It would almost be like the Assassin's Creed Black Flag ship combat. Yeah, sure. But again, with Ted Cruz on bungee cords bouncing. I, all I can around. imagine talent trees too, just going down. Like what kind of policies you want to adopt? Mm-hmm. Like well. I feel like the right is going to have like a pretty significant advantage with what with the guns. Um, <laughs> sure. Right. He's gonna one of the like I think one of the un- final unlockables is that that picture of the gun that Jeb Bush tweeted where he just tweeted the word America with yeah. a picture of a gun. Fuck, that's that was good. the one that has Jeb. Why can't that bro still be in the race? He was he was got me cracking up all the time. I miss him a little. bit. I miss him a little bit too. Uh, yeah, like the on the left side of the left branch of the tree would be like alternative energy sources to fuel your car and mm-hmm. um, investment in. You know, like smartphone technology, so you can have a better map. But on the other side, we just bet guns to shoot the other cars. Yeah, that, that tends to win. A bit Speaking of, of guns, um, oh shit, this person's name isn't displaying because it's so long. Oh, here we go. Speaking of guns, Beak Magic on Twitter says, 
and I, it sounds simple, but I think there's a lot to it. Mini golf, but with guns. And here's why. Here's why I like this. Um, at first, I kind of read that, and I was like, I know we've been getting a lot of but with, but guns, with guns submission. Yeah, sure. But, but I mean, but in in their defense, that was just that was just games for a long time. Right. This is this is a pre-existing physical game, and I was thinking about what with with GDC starting this week, and there being a big VR component. I was thinking about the way that the the HTC Vive lets you walk around the room in an enclosed space, a, a, basically a mini golf course sized space. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking, what if it's mini golf, and there's 18 holes just like in mini golf, but it's an 18 player multiplayer thing. Everyone's in VR. Each person is on a different hole, and you're trying to kind of simultaneously play the mini golf with your controllers like your left hand you've got a putter your right hand you've got a gun as you look around you can see all 18 or all 17 other players on the 17 other holes so you're trying to fire at them and kind of hide behind cover while trying to complete the mini golf hole and then like i guess every let's say 60 seconds you rotate to the next hole okay so so there's yeah i I, it's very exciting very dynamic i want to get that i want to get on that vibe train i see fucking ben like every day playing vibe shit and it looks sick as hell that hover junker shit yeah. Oh my god! Oh, I'm glad you know about hover junkers because that is basically what I'm imagining. But, yeah, it looks like but a little but, more static. But like, I was envisioning you shot the ball to move it. Hmm. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't see why why it can't be both. I, why? I guess why bother with a putter when you've got a pistol? You can have a pistol in each hand, so you're shooting at your ball and shooting at the opponents. Um, how is cover going to work though? Because I think in a normal mini golf course, there's not that much. I think if we have like kind of a, a waist-high wall, kind of like a like a kill switch cover yeah, situation. Sure. You can kind of fire yeah. over it, and also you're, like, trying to supervise your ball. And I think maybe there's a – some sort of – because I, I think if everyone switches to the next hole every 60 seconds, you have to get your ball in the hole on that yeah. hole within 60 seconds, or there's, like, a health penalty or something. Um, on the topic of cover-based shooters, I played about 18 hours of The Division in the past three days. Yeah, is um, that affecting what your what your vision is for a lot of these games? Well, no, it's just kind of made me not get excited about the idea of developing a cover-based shooter, because it has made me kind of realize, do you know what cover-based shooters like Gears of War and The Division, you know what that is? You know what they should really call that genre? What should they call it? Hiding. Because <laughs> it's a right. game where you hide. And I, I'm, I've been enjoying The Division. I've, I've wanted to get into a multiplayer shooter for a while since Destiny's kind of the shine kind came off that that old Apple. Um, mm-hmm. But it is a game about hiding. And hiding with your friends is fun because when you're back there, you can fucking like talk, you know, talk about your hang day. Out. Yeah, you yeah. just hang out behind that wall you're hiding behind. But it's I'm not so psyched about making another hiding game. I understand. Hold on a second. I think there's a repairman in my house. And I'm going to see if I can shut the door on him. This guy just came into your fucking apartment? Oh, yeah. He just waltzed right in. Um. Oh, my God. Oh my, oh my god. <laughs> what? Um, Alright, Griffin. So, we had to take a quick pause on the podcast. Um, it's because there's a guy doing a, a repair on my bathroom sink. Uh-huh. Um, and I have an Amazon Dash button in there to order new rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> and I just got a notification on my phone saying, Dash button order placed for $10.86 of Charmin. Um, it's, it's it's very tempting though when you open that that cabinet and you see that button, you kind of gotta. <laughs> it's hard not to press, and then it starts blinking. You're like, what does this do? <laughs> Have you seen like the first episode of season two of Better Call Saul where he sees that light switch? It's like that. <laughs> you got it, kind of got it. 
So I'm I'm out I'm out ten bucks and sixty nine cents. But I guess we got a, a nice new load of of Charmin in the mail. <laughs> this fucking guy. He just walked. Oh God. I just saw a button that said Charmin on it. It was like, oh, I don't don't mind if I do. Clicky roo. <laughs> Waiting for it to just drop from the ceiling or something. <laughs> like, do you, do you think he saw it light up? It was like, oh shit, oh no. <laughs> I, 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 who can say? Who knows? There, there's no like, uh, there's no like undash button that you can press oh, in I case can... you're like shitty kids or like. Ah, clicky, click, click. I think the only way this could be better would be if my phone immediately lit up with five more notifications as he frantically pressed it to cancel. Oh, I'm ah oh, fuck. So oh awesome. my god, that's the funniest thing I've heard in maybe a year. Like I've got a headache right now. Oh my god. Oh well. Oh my god. Can that be the game? You're a repairman that like goes into places and t- looks for their dash buttons so you can secretly order $150 worth of like mm-hmm. I don't know Hawaiian rolls and toilet paper and right. tampos and <laughs> You're the only the only thing stronger than your your intuition in the pipes is your curiosity. And that's got you pressing. Oh shit. Here's uh, one from uh, from Nikki Bryn, Nicole Thompson who says uh braid Bob's beard. And then she follows up to say, the twist is, Bob doesn't want you to braid his beard. So it's a competitive and, beard? Well, no, leave Bob It's not the competitive. F- I think it's more, like, the way I picture it is, is if Bob doesn't want you to braid it, and he seems to know that you're into it, if he already has sort of uh, expressed his his concern, um, I think it's kind of a stealth game, where mm, your your goal is to sneak up on Bob from various angles, maybe grab some... Some tassels. And, like, I feel like in one grab, there's not much you can do before he slips away. Absolutely not, no. But you could, like, you can maybe just get two quick tugs. You've separated his beard into two discrete uh, sprouts. And that'll set you up for round two when you can start twisting. Maybe tie a nice Windsor and give it a tug. I like the idea of, let's talk about unconventional stealth. It's hot right now. Hitman's out. Oh, yeah. Um, And we got this tweet from, uh, from Nina Freeman. Uh, who said, you're a rude seagull trying to steal stuff from people on the beach. I'm very much into this. Okay, and it walk also, me through it. It also kind of, well, you're a rude seagull trying to steal stuff from people on the beach, but you don't want to get caught because you're a seagull, and you can get killed probably wicked easily. I actually <clears throat> have never tested that. I usually, like, if a seagull's trying to take some of my, one of my crackers, I, I don't necessarily real, like retaliate with, with physical violence. Well, yeah, you're, but you're a, you know, you're a peacenick. You're one with the world. That's that's my nickname, Peace I'll, Nick. I'll fuck, I'll fuck a bird up. What I'm saying is, like, this genre that I think let's, was maybe, if not spearheaded, perfected by Mr. Mosquito, um, <laughs> it needs to come back. It's time to come back. It's time to release release Mr. Mosquito from the fucking Disney vault. Because that's amazing. You're a small animal trying to do your small animal shit without well, getting killed by a way bigger, way stronger human. I think it's worth keeping in mind there's a reason Mr. Mosquito was locked away in the Disney vault, which is that it's very racist. Is it? A, it's not that racist. It's not racist. Is it kind of racist? No, it's not even a little bit racist. I was, I guess, I was thinking of why things go in the Disney Vault. I mean, there's, there's got to be a reason that Mr. Mosquito hasn't come back. Yeah, I just googled Mr. Mosquito racist and nothing, <laughs> no results. Well, that sounds like that sounds like an opportunity to me. Let me pop open the old <laughs> word processor, get my think piece going. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, 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 I. This seems like less of a idea I want to pursue and more of a direction. That, sure. Like I like the idea of you're just an animal trying to do your shit because mm-hmm. it's like I, I I didn't play Tokyo Jungle maybe that's what it was like but there were no humans in Tokyo Jungle right well they're actually I swear to God this is not a joke if there's a piece of DLC for Tokyo Jungle where you're just a salary man 
Unton, okay. Unton, Prey, and Eaton. I love it. Um, but for the most part, no, you're right. It was a it was a basically a posthuman situation. I mean, I, I love the idea too. I think specifically the appealing parts of this to me are one, the sense of scale you get when you're an animal, and two, just the the fact that like animals tend to be scavengers who are kind of living off of our sort of human there's, scraps. There's a message in there too, right? About humans, like, hey, human, chill the fuck out. He mm-hmm. just needs a little blood. He's a little Mister Mosquito. Just give him a just give him a little little bit of blood. Just give him a, just a speck bit. of blood, a droplet. Um, let's rattle him off. Uh, Monorail, not a banana guy on Twitter, said, "Do the al dente grandma one again." <laughs> but hey, buddy, buzz off. That's kind of funny. Uh, Dark Rake on Twitter says, "Rhythm, Kevin." Just <laughs> <laughs> so really, it'd be, like, it'd be like, "Welcome to Taco Bell." Like. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, how about, uh, Alex Switsky says, Persona 4, but everyone is a middle-aged stockbroker. Okay. Come on, Yosuke-chan. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna, do you wanna watch Everybody Loves Raymond with me, GA? <laughs> Are you picturing this taking place, like, instead of in the in the high school, it's just in the office? Yeah, it's like, hey, um, hey, we're, we got, we're having a, uh, we got cake in the break room. Um, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, I've forgotten every character's name from Persona 4, which is not, not a, not a Well, there's Chie Satanaka. How about Chie Satanaka? I already said Chie. No, you, well, you just did Yosuke. Oh, who else is there? There's Risei Kujikawa. Risei Kujikawa. It, it really frustrates me how much you know about Persona, despite the fact <laughs> that you think it's a bad video game. Well, I like everything about it. I just don't want to play it ever. I just don't want to play it. I just want it to be a little visual novel. Um... This one is from Austin, Aether Piety, on Twitter. He said, a survival horror game with Quop slash Octodad controls. Oh, like, oh, fuck. I think that game would just be called, oh, fuck a mummy. Oh, no. And then, <laughs> oh, no. like, you just you try to get away from this mummy, but it's just like. Well, it's funny, because if you think about the roots of survival horror, like, the part of why Resident Evil and oh. the original Silent Hill games were so hard were the controls, Yeah, that's right? a good point. And, it's, like, this, yeah. is, this is, I like this, actually, because it's a, it's a way to update that component, of, like if survival horror played like Call of Duty, it wouldn't be survival horror. But well, if it played and, like and, and Quop, it does, it has in fucking Resident Evil Five and Six. Like, like I'm, exactly. That's and that's why those are bad survival horror games. I'm thinking like if every if if you're playing if you're running from zombies, but it played like like the Qualude scene in Wolf of Wall Street where he's just like yes. limping down a staircase, yes. flopping around. That's amazing, and that's like. That t- you find tension in the restriction in those games, mm-hmm. right? Like that VR game where you're just trying to get back to your car, but one of the trees in this forest is trying to kill you, and the only way you can keep it from killing you is by keeping a look at, it, uh, keeping an eye on it. So you have to like yeah. constantly be looking around to keep an eye on this tree. Like that's that dope shit. And so I definitely want like rubbery legs, noodly legs, noodly arms. I like that too because it, it solves the problem of like what what most survival horror games tend to do is they'll they'll sometimes limit your ammo or take away your weapons like Silent mm. Hill Shattered Memories I thought was really cool because you had no way of fighting back but that's that's not the way I want to solve this I want you to have a gun but your hands just all floppy if you ever have like you know there's like a button combo this is really weird but there's a button combo you can hit in GTA Five to just ragdoll yeah. if you like jump and then hit B really fast you'll yeah. ragdoll and a fun thing about that is. Uh, everything even though you're even though first of all it's great to just like throw yourself in traffic but also <clears throat> if you fire the gun uh hold on he's no oh, i ordered about four or five more rolls for you buddy <laughs> just wanted to keep you real clean and and dry down there um uh hey buddy right, i just wanted to tell going. you i bought you a whole crate of cliff bars <laughs> I went crazy on that shit like it was a guitar. Anyway, your sinks, your shitter's unplugged. See you later. 
he took some of those Mario Party minigame skills and applied them to my, my Amazon Dash button. Um, oh, yeah. Do you need to see this man out of your fucking apartment? No, he just he just he he just left the way he came in. Good he just, God, he's like le- fucking Spider Man. He's the Spider Man of making me spend money on toilet paper. <laughs> I wanted I want to send this man a letter thanking him for just brightening up my weekend. <laughs> in GTA, if you hit that ragdoll button, uh, a fun fact about that is you can actually still pull the right trigger to fire your gun. So like you're flopping around on the ground, and the only part of your body that is is usable is your. F- trigger finger i guess and you just kind of fire your pistol randomly as you're flopping around i want to like fight off some sort of monster being with a floppy ragdoll arm like octodad holding a pistol yeah um that would be very good speaking of octodad we've got a submission from phil tibetowski uh of the young horses creators of octodad who says big oh i guess i read this wrong he said big cat loves pizza and all your hard drives have been corrupted take them to get fixed without stopping for pizza now one i think it's inevitable wait that fits in a single that was 140 or less characters he did abbreviate hard drives to hdds but um i also think it's impossible to hear that submission without thinking of big the cat Mm. when i see big cat big the cat shows up um the so I think why I like this idea is because the the obvious thing I guess would be like you're trying to to drive to the to fucking the geek squad with a car full of hard drives and the cat's like meowing and trying to uh, uh, like physically force you to go get some pizza. I think it's funnier for me if the cat's just kind of like semi passive aggressively grabbing the steering wheel and just being like, "Hey," and he just starts veering the hey, car come on, come on, like bud. very gently to the like, "Hey." That exit looks pretty good. And he's like, he's not aggressive about it. He's no, he's just like a subtle. shitty teen. He's like, hey. And just tilts your wheel three or four degrees and you slightly veer off, off I-95. I have two here that I really like. I got? like this energy, by the way, of just like spending a lot Rapid of time. Rapid fire? Yeah, yeah, it's working for me. Um, Matt Mitchelson in Fruit Shoot, Blap to Your Roots. <laughs> Blap? I think, B-L-A-P? I think I talked, I talked, I tweeted briefly about how I was obsessed with The Division, but I'm like, super double mega obsessed with stardew valley it's like all i think about i don't know mm. if that's your your scene um i haven't played it but i'm aware of it's, it so you're it's, it's good you're, as you, fuck um it's kind of harvest moony right it's extremely harvest moony if harvest moon wasn't like inscrutable mm-hmm. um uh and i joked like what if there was a game where you farmed but with guns and fuck we can't do this we've spent too much time with the but with guns but just think about it when you're done listening to podcasts that'll be like your daily devotional just think about how good that would be meditate on this just this one is from brian lee though who said an hd game where your character is one pixel and you have to stand right next to the tv and navigate a huge environment Oh, I like that. So that's it's kind of like I've seen a few uh, Mario Maker stages that are just completely take place on one fixed screen, which yeah, I think is I've really cool. I've actually made a couple of the, the the one screen puzzles. They're really really yeah. it's a those are those thing. are rad. Now we're talking about though the the biggest and best one screen puzzle of all of like a a nineteen twenty by ten eighty pixel I guess maze. Yeah, um, um, almost like the old uh, Atari game Adventure, but like the scale, but a single screen. Way. Yeah, there's actually I I think there's actually a few like flash games. I remember writing about one at Joystick where it was like a Metroidvania on a single screen where you had to like go around and collect the triangle to get the double jump. I forget what it was called because it was like fucking seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm imagining that too. Uh, now that we can do that, what, that 4K shit? Oh, fuck. I mean, if we did it on, even just on a 1080p display, if you're one pixel, we're talking about an environment that 
relative to your character is 2,073,600 times bigger than you. Yeah. So it's already a pretty huge open world. Yeah. I think a record setting. So it'd be open like, world. hey, where are you at in Pixel Hero? It'd be like, I, I'm like fucking two and a half inches from the right and. I'm about a quarter inch down. Oh, that's so good. That's Love really. That part. Have you met the blue pixel yet? Like, fuck, dude, come on. <laughs> I haven't looked at that part of the screen yet. I don't want to spoil it for me. That would be sick, though. What if you had some like 4K pixel art that looked like just like an overworld map, but it was actually just the whole game, and you had to get like right up on that shit? Like, you, first of all, your eyes would be gone. But right. um, I think that would be tight as hell, actually. That's a good, that's very, like, it's it's actually, compared to some of the ideas we've done in the past, that's kind of achievable. Yeah. I think we could do this. Um, you got anything else? Yeah, Jonathan Sison has one for us. He says, teach me how to teach you how to Dougie. I also fave that one. Man, we are synergistic. We are lining it up. Um, um, hmm. I, do- I will say right up front, I think a big part of this was that I wanted to say out loud the sentence, teach me how to teach you how to Dougie. Yeah, I don't think there's much meat there, though, I think. but No, not really. Um, this one is from, I mean, good, good it's funny, funny joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hans, Hans Filson on Twitter sent this one in, and I'm in love with it. He says, horse pit maneuvers. <laughs> okay, wait, are we talking like the pit crew in a race? No, a pit maneuver, precision immobilization technique. Um, so you brought up Grand Theft Auto. It's like a thing that you do in Grand Theft Auto all the time where you're driving a car. Imagine you're driving a car. Okay. And I would come up, uh, behind you and to the left of you so that like my right front tire is by your back left tire. Right. Uh And then I start steering right. So as to sort of start turning the front of your car to the left, you know what I mean? So I'm like flipping you by, by pushing into your side with the front of my car. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Spin it. It's kind of spinning you out. Spinning you out. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. That's a so pit maneuver. So we're talking about spinning out a horse. <laughs> right. Cops, cops do it all the time. I'm talking about horse on horse pit maneuver. I do like this. So uh, I think obviously it's not a one-to-one analogy. but No, if, it would. No, if you, no, 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 no. It would absolutely have to be a one-to-one analogy. You're saying, okay, so I, let's, let's envision ourselves in a scenario where for technical reasons. Yeah. Uh, we we got a three month turnaround on this game. It's like a promotional Burger I can, King game I can or do something. It in, I can do it in two. You can do it in, yeah, you're you're bidding right now for the contract. We'll call it horse, uh, ho- uh, hot dog horse, hot dog horse race because they're doing fucking hot dogs now. They are. I'm sure what what Burger King wants is a game about horses getting exploded to promote their hot dogs. No, but nobody's fucking exploding. They're just getting all turned around, all goofy. Okay, they just got a little <laughs> some stars, some birds flying around their heads because they're a little. Dis- so I think they're not we're, falling we're over. They're just getting turned around all goofy. Why do you <laughs> right. want, why do you want violence to happen to these horses? You're just turning these horses around all goofy while you're they're just spinning. Them. They're spinning out. Yeah. So we're applying basically. We're taking a sort of generic default Unity racing game model, applying a 3D horse model to the car model. Yeah, we're gonna leave in most of the sounds. I think just and to save the on time. and the rigid bodies. Right, the rigid bodies are gonna be. Uh, just as they were before. I think we we'll make them maybe... more. We'll make them more rigid. I'm going to take that rigidity <laughs> dial, turn it up to 360. I think it would be worth using at least a week of our dev cycle on this to get an animation for your horse biting the tail of the horse in front of it, and then just kind of yanking it and spinning it out that way. I nope. think that would. Nope. Nope. It's just pure crash. Nope. Nope. It's nope. Just... Nope. And it's not a crash. It's a fucking pit maneuver. It is a precision immobilization technique. You just your horsey <laughs> okay. your horsey's right front shank. Just kind of gets up against the flank of the mm-hmm. of your opponent, Horsey. And I know you, you said this is not like a horse meat thing, but you're saying shank and flank, and I'm getting a little hungry for those BK hot dogs right now. <laughs> My wife's out of town this weekend. Maybe I'll go BK crazy out there. Maybe I'm t- maybe it's time for me to finally join the kids club. <laughs> it's about it's about damn time. 
Um, I do like this. Uh, I do like the imagery of it. I, I think uh, we have we have an, a unique opportunity to depict maybe like tire treads, uh, like sort of skid marks, maybe like a donut spin out thing that happens when the horse gets uh, knocked aside or not silly. What did you call it? Turned around all goofy like. Turned around all goofy like. Um, but this is this to me isn't this isn't going up on our website. This is a stealth project we are merely we are simply doing this not out of passion but as a contract to fund our next game i don't even think we release it at all i think we just keep it as a fun joke between us two friends just for you and me yeah uh zach baker said uh muppet babies racing i just that's good i'm 60 percent sure that exists already <laughs> right that sounds like a real ps1 game to me uh, um connor graham says nico atsume in vr nice try connor just get a real cat there you go yeah they have that already it shows up way more often than the Nikoatsume cats. Uh, Matt Bunce, Bunsen Burner 13. Oh, that's a great name. I wish my last name was Bunce so I could be Bunsen Burner yeah. online. He says, uh, you are the background character in an anime and you need to find a way to become the main character. Okay. I mean, I think- that's, a, that's amazing and brilliant. I'm just trying to figure out like an interface, like how I would, like the interaction with that, how I would do it. Right. Well, I think, I think it would be about sort of identifying who the the protag is that's easy it's whichever one has like colored hair that's immediately how you identify which character is the protagonist in an anime whoever has like colored hair everyone else just has brown hair so you're going to dye your hair you're going to obtain hair dye um you might need if depending on the budget of the anime you might need to also get eyes because there's a good chance you're being drawn with no eyes you're just kind of like a mouth in the background yeah sure uh so that's a possibility i just heard a beep does it, it did fucking plumber joe come joe the plumber come back to like <laughs> he, he did he did he noticed that he had ordered us 150 rolls of toilet paper but nope oh he just ordered another roll of paper towels all right we're good that's plenty for now <laughs> is he like a hoarder does he have some sort of coupon he does not if he does he hasn't told me about it um, oh, he just walked out. I noticed there's a Cottonelle logo on the back of his jersey. He, man, they put uh, him up to see, this. That's how they do it. Son that's a good a game. You work for Tide, and you have to break into suburban homes and like go go crazy on those Tide buttons. Do people who don't live in like San Francisco and Austin do they know what a <laughs> Amazon Dash button is? Because it's a really it's a really stupid product, and I don't want to put all the blame on this man. I think there is some blame that goes to me for owning like a stupid plastic button that's connected to my Wi-Fi, where you can just walk up to it and press it and have <laughs> people bring you toilet money. paper. It's like a it's this would be an interesting uh, experiment, like the button, you know, the the Reddit thing where there was the button, and do you know about that? Yeah, the the Reddit thing where it's a button and you press it and a random person dies and you get no, dollars, it's a right? button and you press it. It's counting down from sixty seconds, and when you press it, it resets it from sixty seconds, but you can only press it once per your account. So like mm-hmm. people were waiting to see how long it would take for the clock to run out without somebody being a dick and pressing it. But then you also got like a banner attached to your account based on like what ten second window you pressed it in. So like I just I like logged that. on and I pressed it and it was like fifty eight seconds because I was like I don't know how this works. But then there were people who were like, oh, I'm in the yellow club because I waited until the last ten seconds to press it. Oh wow! But it was That's like a way special more tier. It's genius. Like it's actually really genuinely interesting that. but i'm imagining sort of a version of that but it's just a button that we put up and maybe we funnel all of your money into like a paypal account or bitcoins i still don't know what those are but bitcoins and then like every time somebody <laughs> presses this this little web button um it costs you uh maybe maybe we do it a penny because i think people are going to go pretty fucking crazy on it uh and then we just like see how quickly your account empties out and that's that's the whole thing 
Yeah, but maybe it won't. Maybe like it's, maybe it's like a sociological experiment. People will see this and be like, "Well, maybe I shouldn't price that." That's a real person on the other end of that. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the tension though that that excites me about the Reddit thing you were describing is the people who have the patience to wait until the very last second and then thwack that button because you could be staring at that thing. I definitely have done the Amazon Dash button equivalent of that where we're down to about one fifteenth of a roll of toilet paper, and I'm like, maybe now I'll press it and wait two <laughs> to three days to get toilet paper in our home. Uh, which I can I can confirm is a very risky maneuver. Yeah, not advisable. Um, um, oh, I got a good one here. What you got? Uh, Yokai Wibble Wobble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one was submitted by uh, Nintendo of America. If I'm not mistaken, well, level five, but yeah. Okay. Really, Yokai Wibble Wobble. I joked with you earlier about a good game submission would be Yokai Watch, but fun to play for combat. <laughs> It's tough. I, well, I, what if, like, maybe a yokai? I think yokai watch is actually, uh, if anything, it's more positioned for a Pokemon Go like thing than Pokemon Go. Just anything is. that keeps you from having to, like, hey, you trying to do a battle? Yeah, I'm trying to do a battle. Okay, touch this touch screen, spin it around like a wheel. Yay, you're fine. I fighting. love that, like, other RPGs will do, like, a real time or a turn based battle system, and yokai watch is a you don't do anything at all or touch anything battle system. Except for is- pop these bubbles. You're fighting. <laughs> you're doing it. You summon the demons to spin the pinwheel. Yay. <laughs> which, which yokai has that voice? It's the game. That's, that's the, just the that's game's just voice? That's just the game. You gotta clean up your dirty guys during the fight. You're fighting. Oh, you're trying to use your psychic attack? You gotta spin this pinwheel. Yeah, that's the game. That Listening to you say... I'm not exaggerating when I say listening to you do that voice was more fun than playing Yokai Watch. And I, and I liked everything else about Yokai Watch. Except just, for the game of it. Um, except for the game part. Brian uh, Lee also said... You might know Brian Lee from Pixel Quest. Also said, okay, boys, have a great Thursday. Which I thought was a sign-off. But then Brian followed up with, that is a game idea. Okay, boys, have a nice Thursday. A great Thursday. A great Thursday, sorry. So is that was that about, like, prepping your sons before they go to school in the morning? It's the second to last day of the school week. They're a little tired. It's not yet oh Friday, so they still God. have two full days to get through. Yeah. You're stuffing their backpack full of sandwiches. But oh, maybe you uh, maybe you like your, your middle son the best. Maybe you give him a couple extra Hershey kisses and by in mi- his bag. And by middle, you mean... Your thirtieth out of sixty sons. Yeah, right. Because well, if, if we're gonna have tension in this shit, I'm imagining a like papers, please turn around. Oh, I do like this. Uh, just like so, lunchbox, please. Glory to Aristoska. <laughs> right. Bana- here's, a, a, here's a banana. You've got a sort of nonstop son management system, an SMS. Is it sixty uh, sons, or can we get some daughters? No, I think it's gotta be sons. That's it's a, oops. It's, it's an oops all sons thing for sure. <laughs> You're, I do like you, you've got full statistical readouts on kind of the range, median, and mode of your sons uh, to help you c- kind of deal with their huge numbers. Yeah. Um, I also like the idea of of playing these sons off each other in a way. The the internal politics. You maybe have like a faction loyalty f- meter for every son. Yeah. Or maybe the sons splinter off into their own unique son factions that well, I mean, are that's kind just, of pitted against each that's other. That's just life, though. That's true. I, I mean, I think. It was, it was my grandmother who warned me that as soon as you have more than, like, nine sons, they just naturally, it's human nature, they start breaking off into subgroups of children. That's just uh, how the universe sort of organizes itself. It's true, yeah. That's Sociology 101. Um, are we going to settle on one of these, or... Uh, uh, maybe, we just, <laughs> maybe we just spitball them all, all damn day. All the stuff that we've talked about. Well, no, because I want to I wrap up, but I want us to have a nug in this unconventional okay. episode, because people like the nug. 
What has you the most excited? Oh man, what's the like? What's the one I keep coming back to? Yeah. <sighs> oh, this here's another one from Skeep Tucker, and this might be a good name for the Suns game, but Dad or Alive Extreme Three. <laughs> okay. Dad or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball? Is that what we're talking yeah. about? I mean, that's not... We don't have to go too deep into that, but... We don't. No. Although I do like the idea of it being... Of it basically mirroring the plot of, of Dead or Alive Extreme in that Dennis... A character voiced by Dennis Rodman has invited a bunch of dads to an island for a, a gift-giving <laughs> yeah. and volleyball-playing session. Imagine imagine this. Hey, thank, Let me hey, paint hey, you a word picture. Hey, thanks, uh, thanks for these trunks. And, Right, exactly. Imagine, Griffin, if you will, imagine your dad and my dad standing on sort of a floaty thing in a pool, kind of bumping bottoms, trying just, to knock each other can we off. just do your dad and not mine, please, sir? I, well, that wouldn't work. It can't be two of my dad. It's got to be your dad and my dad, and they're kind of colliding and kind of giggling a little bit, too, as they try to knock each other uh, into the pool below. Imagine Griffin, and I hope I'm not crossing a line. Your dad maybe it, no. lounging on a on a tree, a tree trunk, like a Hawaiian tree <laughs> trunk, tanning and kind of rolling around. And you can buy him different uh, DLC trunks as a as a microtransaction. How about that? You could give your dad a, like a gift, like a rose, and he'd be like, "Oh, I don't like that." And then you could go on Game FAQs and look up all the best combinations for all the different dads. Yeah. Hey, it sounds like maybe one of us has spent a lot of time playing Dead or Alive Extreme. <laughs> there's a poker mini game <laughs> oh that's just dad's playing poker that would be right. the one like completely non-sexual part of this is just some well dads. it wouldn't be completely non-sexual because they are playing strip poker oh. not in the, not in dead or alive extreme but in can dad we just extreme. abstract this out please to just dads we could just make up names it doesn't have to be our dads that i'm like thinking about rubbing lotion no on. you're right and, and i think in the final retail release it won't be but i do think just for the sake of this spitballing session i want you to imagine your dad i don't want to go do one that. step further and say that while we're developing this game just so we have a model a rig in there uh we should model out your dad my dad and- is the rigid body yeah, yeah, we got you. Do have a rigid body dad who I think, and then we just wrap well. other dad skins around. I hate this so much. <laughs> um, I was really excited about this game idea and it being our our nug, but um, I tell you, the thing that's got me most excited is Twitch plays RPG Maker. I just like the idea of a full blown garbage game. I think that would be exciting because people <laughs> like challenge. People are looking for new challenges, but how challenging can a game be if you spend an infinite amount of time on it? You're gonna like perfect it and master it. That's what these HGDQ fools are doing, and I love it. And I love HGDQ, and I, you know, I love all those the 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 speed running. And I think it's very exciting. But like once you reach that point, the game's not a challenge anymore. Mm-hmm. What if the game is just an inscrutable pile of garbage that you then have to find patterns in? You know what I mean to try and. Well, solve the thing it. is, like, would the, would there even be patterns? I, mean, I guess, like, let's say there's there's five doors in this village. And uh, maybe the chat develops a system where uh, there are text pop-ups that appear above each door. And when they get to the right door, everyone in the chat just spams the capital Z key over and over. Yeah. And you learn that that's the chat trying through all the muddiness. They're trying to communicate to you, this is the right direction. You're on the right path. But then oh, you're going to have Wait, 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 of- wait. Because well, we're talking about a different thing now. You're talking about Twitch actually helping you play the game? No, 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 no. I'm saying in the design process... As the cursor is moving around, like they're trying desperately to communicate to future players uh, what, like, where the right way to go is, where the holy the... shit, this is a this is an amazing idea. Now this you're is, getting it now, this right? Is so, a, like... This is a fucking like the creator of the game fighting against this the the fucking machine itself, the anarchy of Twitch, right? 
And what I love about this is that inevitably, invariably, there are going to be sort of trolls in the chat who spam, like, capital Z over and over on the wrong Who can you trust? Right. You can't trust the game. And that's the thing. Like, normal games are, I think, far and away... A little too trustworthy and a little too generous. Uh, too I mean, generous everybody loves player. it in Dark Souls when you're like, hey, jump in this dragon's asshole. And it's like, okay, there's treasure up in there. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> and you get in there and you're, and crushed, then, you're crushed by its mighty sphincter. And this is like a version of that where instead of it saying explicitly like, hey, hop here for treasure, it's saying like, ah, And you know, from past incursions, where AFDF and AFDF AFDF has come, you've seen a pattern there of this is, this is the, this is the monster with the key. Or is it? Shit. Shit. I think this is, I think this is something. I think this is, I mean, I, we keep doing this, Griffin. We have to stop doing this. But we keep doing this thing where our ideas are just real good. Well, yeah. I, yeah. What? Ah. Would it be, I'm just imagining PlayStation 1 era RPG Maker. And that would be a tough interface. I mean, you you, you watch them play Pokemon plays, uh, Twitch plays Pokemon. Uh, oh, God, Pokemon plays Twitch. Maybe, no, that's, Twitch plays Pokemon. You watch that and it takes these fucking guys like an hour and a half to switch out Squirtle in a battle because they can't right. they can't navigate the menus. RPG Maker is like there's a million menus nested inside of some it's, menus. It's all it. menus all the way down. So we would need like a simplified. Maybe we just do like. Uh, I wish there was like a Mario Maker for RPGs. You know what I mean? Like something that like tangible and holistic of just like dragging and dropping shit. Because I feel like Twitch could wrap their their noggins around that. That's true. Well, I think we've got kind of an interesting split here between we could either use a modern version of RPG Maker in Steam, which I think would be a lot more um, be easy to flexible. Make. Yeah. yeah, it'd be a lot more amenable to our, our crazy like hacking and stuff. Or we could do the PS1 version just because the interface is limited to like four to eight buttons and a D-pad. Like that, that would be more doable, I think. It'd be easier. Yeah. So it's whatever way you want to go, man. It's up to you. Uh, what would we call this game? I mean, here's, can I give you, this is, this is, the marketing plan is set. The marketing plan is this, the hardest game ever made. It is. Okay, that's how, that's how we, because it will inevitably be that. It's, uh, it's going to be the hardest game ever made. Like, you talk about a fucking, like, Super Meat Boy Hell levels, or the fucking Cloudberry Kingdom turned all the way up on difficulty. That's fine. But if I keep playing those, eventually, I will master the techniques needed to get through those levels. This is not ever going to be the case here. But then, like, shit, what if, no, damn it, Nick. What? We make this game, and they plug the fucking Google GoBot into it. Oh, the Go... The robot that beat the master? The fucking Google GoBot's just gonna unravel our shit. Okay, well, that's... We probably have a few years of lucrative opportunities here before we have a GoBot in each of our houses, but... Well, I mean, why why resist it? I say we... Why don't we get the Google GoBot, use its sort of neural network tech, and have it design an RPG for us by loading every RPG that's ever existed into it? That seems, well, because it would be good. Like, it would be dope. Well, it would be, there are things about it that would be good, and there would be things about it. Like, first of all, obviously it starts with you waking up in a bed, because every, literally every fucking JRPG well, ever made But you would have a that. dream before where um, maybe you kill the king, but it's right. not you, you're, like, surrounded by dark energy. You're having, like, a snowball fight with, like, God. <laughs> okay. Which one was that? Um, I, think, I think I was mixing Final, like, Fantasy, Final Fantasy Tactics, Fantasy, tactics yeah. and, and, like... Everything else. Okay. Um, I'm psyched about this idea. Like, I think about the, uh, the. I loved. I bought a. I bought Nick Robinson. What'd you buy? I went to fucking Babbage's. 
and I bought a motherfucking Dex Drive. So I could download people's PlayStation RPG creations. Do you know what Dex Drive is? It's a, I don't. It's a dumbass external PlayStation 1 memory card that you plugged into your PC, and you could download data onto it and manage your files and then put it back into your PlayStation. And this was the only way to share RPG Maker levels with each other. And they, they took up like 15 blocks. It took up the whole fucking card. But I would do it because I was so desperate to play other people's RPGs. I would do anything to play an RPG where just like every time I played it, it was just like this puzzle. It's like you upended a puzzle on the table. You have to solve it. That's all it would be. Right. It's like The Witness, but instead of there being no text, it's all text. Well, I mean, there'd be you know there'd be graphics. There would be graphics. I think invariably. Can you can you remind me? Can you do your own pixel art in RPG Maker, or is it? Are you kind of stuck to? God, I, I don't even remember. I think so. Yeah, yeah. You could. You could. God, what a that what a shit show that would be today. Yeah, back then, like, I I played through dozens of those games. Very few of them had dicks in them. Because mm. first, oh, of all, I mean, well, first like, of all, I was terrified that like my family would like see me play playing that. I probably did play one or two mature RPG maker games. One like. of the two of the more penis themed entries in the series. If you could, by the way, do you know where your little PlayStation memory cards is? Because I want to see what you were working on back in those days. Oh, that would be a good. Jesus. That'd be a fun video. Uh, I had one. This is embarrassing that I bought specifically so I could play my RPG maker levels without like eating up an entire memory card. Um, mm-hmm. or I mean, it was getting eat up an entire memory card. So basically, I had a dedicated RPG Maker memory card. So I went to right. Babbage's and I bought the cheapest one that they had, and it was in the shape of Laura Croft. Oh my! How wait? How does that physically? It was in the shape of Laura. It wasn't like a sticker. It was like shaped like Laura Croft. Shaped like Laura Croft. I bet I could How's... find it. I don't know where the fuck I'm gonna find a Dex drive, but. Are you, Amazon, are you eBaying it right now? It's shaped like Laura Croft. Yeah. It's just a memory card, and then a physical Laura Croft is like... It's a bust. If it, I it's think. a bust of Laura Croft sprouting out of the top of it. It's really the top half of her body. She's got kind of a dead-eyed stare. She's holding a gun. The good news is that's going to make it very easy for me to find tonight. That's <laughs> true. I go digging for it. Um, Please hunt that down. Uh, what are we going to call this bad boy? I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's it's up to the chat, right? It's going to be called ASDF, ASDF, semicolon, semicolon, heart, 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 heart. What about just tr- trash keys? No, you're right. It's got to be scribe. Yeah. Scribe. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's good. I think that's a good place to call it. Who needs fucking guests, man? We bring that heat all on our own. We don't need anyone. It's just you and me. I mean, we certainly got through more pitches, more ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I was got a little lonely. I, I did get a little lonely, and I do think there's a case to be made for having guests on when it when it suits us because it is good to get that get that extra outsider perspective. But I don't think we have to. No, I think we just, just, a, just the, whenever we whenever the spirit moves us. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you all for listening to Cool Games Inc. Uh, this is either going to be up uh, very late Friday, which is. Uh, if that's the case, kudos for us for just like working late to record and edit it, uh, or up on Monday, in which case, sorry, we fucked up real bad. <laughs> um, what do you think? What's what do you think? It's like five thirty here, my time. Yeah. Um, probably could get this bad boy up by eight. That's silly. Like everybody's gonna be in bed. Mm, yeah, but it. But man, imagine if we look at our iTunes and it's all the days are seven days apart and it Fuck says Friday on each man, one. Yeah. That would be real nice to keep that That'd streak going. I'll see. I leave it up to you. I'll I don't want to. Do. All right. Do we have a? What's the outro again, Griffin? Well, we ask people to like and subscribe on iTunes because um, that helps us out a whole bunch. 
Yeah, um, I will say, like, I I have gone through and read every single review that's been left for us on iTunes, and a lot of them are really sweet, and some of them are very funny, and I'm just super grateful. Like, if you if you leave a review on iTunes, it will end up in front of, of one or both of us, yeah. so that's a good way to 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 support our show. Yeah, thank those, you. Those reviews. It makes us feel good. Uh, and thanks for listening to the show and sharing it and stuff. It's been, uh, we're still, like, super early on, but, like, the reaction's been pretty rad. Yeah. Ooh, you hear that motorcycle boy? I got a, tr- a genuine Tron man outside. I do. Maybe well, it's, maybe it's, maybe town, it's your right? fucking plumber. Like, haha, I got another one. He's on a heist. <laughs> we should have just um, stopped the episode after that. That was the funniest thing that's ever happened on this show. We, I, I, I'm actually regretting not inviting him on the show to kind of explain <laughs> himself for the last 35 minutes of the episode. <laughs> Can we? If you ever, God, if the if we ever get that unicorn moment of him being in your apartment, just like coming inside, which is so weird to me, uh, while we're recording, we gotta grab him and be like, "Homie, you don't even realize you changed Nick's life." You did. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna just be like, "Here's five pieces of fan art people drew of you drawing, like hitting the button." <laughs> it's gonna be Spider Man just coming in your window, but his webs are toilet paper. It's a celeb. Uh, anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening to Cool Games Inc. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. No problem, fun. Still not sure about that. I don't like it very much. Let's do it for another 10 episodes and see if it starts feeling feeling any better.